So uh, we're going to do somewhere. We uh, pulled a Queen of Diamonds. So we're going to go somewhere personal. Um, okay. Someone connected to the hero's family and or... No, no, sorry. Someone connected to the hero's professional life. So I think that... Um, uh, so who who is someone connected to your professional life that you would like, you know, have a moment with? Something that someone you would talk to about uh, some uh, about your business. So um, I'm gonna say um, one of the workers who has been with me for the longest time. Um, I'm gonna go with um, his name is Leroy Brown. And Leroy has been with this company almost as long as I can remember. And he's the sort of old guy who is happier working than he would be if he retired. So, um, okay, yeah. Um, I, I, I think this is just like a quiet chat with you and Leroy. And he says that, you know, things are tough and there's been you know, some discontent from folks about various uh, goings on, uh, especially now with... Uh, all the pressure from the from from the folks at the docks, but you know, uh, he appreciates that you're you're keeping things running, and that he has a place to come every day to to, to, to do some work. Okay, well, I appreciate that very much, Leroy. All right. So, uh, what do you take away from this meeting? How does it help center you, and how does it help remind you about why you wear the mask? Uh. I took up the suit so I could help protect the people and, you know, defend the little guy. And, you know, if uh, folks are glad to have me around, then I'm glad I'm helping them out. All right. Okay. So we move on to our next scene. It is a nine of diamonds. So this is going to be kids in danger in the industrial district. More kids in danger. Okay. Um, For all we know, it could be the same group of kids. So... So, so Jonathan, where do you think where do you think there would be kids in the industrial district? I mean, like basically anywhere in the industrial district is going to be dangerous for kids. So, like... <laughs> okay, all right. How about this class field trip to the steel mill? Ooh, yeah. Oh, God, why? Why? Like, man, that John, he was so good with the kids when when he uh, had them at the park. We we should do another field trip with him. And he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not available to do any field trips because I'm working full time at the factory. That's not a problem. <laughs> we'll come to you. Uh, and so, uh, maybe we should talk about this. Uh, why do you, what do you mean? We're already outside. <laughs> uh, the yeah. bus has already left. This is non-negotiable. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Harry, uh, there's this, uh, there, there's this tour going on of the steel mill. And what, what is, how do these kids get in trouble? So it's around this time, as the kids are coming in, a man once again approaches you, um, John. Once again, trying to offer Mac's gracious hand of an offer, which I'm assuming you turned down. And uh, I'm going to say that, like, you know, he's basically about to leave. And he's like, ah, oh, this is a this is a nice steel mill you got here. It'd be a shame if uh, <coughs> something happened to it. You know, just something to keep in mind. And then I'm going to say at some point during the tour, um, some manner of like industrial sabotage makes what would have been a relatively easy thing to stop, like go out of control. Oh no. Putting the All kids right. in danger. Yes. Yeah. 
So, uh, and, uh, because uh, you have a powerful person interfering with you, uh, it's going to be only two dice. Okay. Uh, that is a three. You managed to stop the threat, but it's messy. How do you stop the threat? What goes wrong along the way? Either take an injury or cause collateral damage. Um, I'm going to take an injury. Um, basically, a very large piece of machinery starts spilling molten steel everywhere. And basically, I'm able to stop it, this machine, before it goes out of the control to the point that kids start getting hurt. So the kids are fine. But at the same time, uh, like, this thing nearly crushes me in the suit, and I actually, um, break a couple bones because of this. Right. Okay. And, uh, well, what's the name of one of these kids that save? Uh, um, I'm gonna go with Wanda. Okay. You save Wanda. Alright. Moving on. Alright. Uh, so, uh, the next one is the Jack of Spades. So, somewhere peaceful. Yeah. So, um, okay. So this person is a rival that they that that you need to stand up to before people get hurt. This is somebody who will help you out eventually in the um, uh, in the the force. I, I feel like this is uh, someone who's like like <clears throat> with like maybe somebody with nature powers who's. Mm. Kind of, kind of protects this this natural area, uh, but is going mm. a little bit overboard. Like you know, going after people who are using who like, like just trying to drive everyone out rather than you know, yeah, just going after people who are actively damaging the the park. Is yeah, that like uh, right? yeah, the classic environmentalist character in uh, comic books. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's it's kind of a, a clash of environment versus industrial. Mm. Um, yeah, so, um... Uh, like the druid or something like that? Yeah. How about... Oh, what's the... What's a good animal <clears throat> for, for this area? A good, sorry, what? Animal. I mean, we said it's swamp, but we just did Florida Man. <laughs> mm. We got various kinds of fish. Salamanders? Mm. Yeah, or like a big old snapping turtle. Ooh. We said this is like in North Dakota, right? Uh, no, no, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, Carolina, right. So yeah, salamanders, turtles, gators, or it's a bit too far north for gators. Uh -huh. Freshwater sharks go up this uh, this high? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I get, like there are, aren't freshwater sharks, but this could be like a lagoon. Hmm. What about, like, oak or something like that? Old oak or... I kind of like that. Yeah, so maybe, like, uh, maybe he's, like, old man oak? Yeah. All right, yeah, so, um, yeah, so old man oak is driving people out of the, 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 the national park. Uh, um, so, so, Chris, what, what do you do to, to, to stop old man oak? Um, okay, so is he just attacking people or what's he up to exactly? Uh, I I think he 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 does the plant control thing. He like some of the trees like get up and walk and try and try to like scare people away and like get like basically no one's allowed in the in, in the, the the natural area. Um, okay. And, and and you know that like his heart's in the right place. He's just going about it in the wrong way. Yeah, he's he's not hurting yeah. people. He's basically pulling like a Scooby Doo scheme almost. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. Basically, I'm just gonna intervene between. 
uh, all of it, the plants and stuff and uh, the people and just not do anything to attack him. Like, just make it very clear that, you know, the way he's going about this is the wrong way. If, you know, if I'm not attacking him back, then, you know, technically, kind of like by default, he's the only bad guy in this scenario. And I'm going to try and talk to him to try and, you know, convince him that uh, he's going a bit too far with this. All right. Yeah. So uh, I, I think you, you like, you know, you, you go, you, you like talk him down. You talk about maybe, maybe you even talk about how you're like, you've been trying to like educate people on how to do, uh, you know, uh, camping. That's not going to damage the, the forest, you know, make it so that everyone can enjoy the, this area. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. So he is now uh, an ally. Uh, so write down uh, uh, his uh, old man Oak as a as an ally you have uh, for the national park. Cool. Ooh, which is real good because I just flipped the king of spades. That's not good. Uh, in this, still, uh, also somewhere peaceful, you recover your wounds. You no longer have any injuries. Oh, yeah, that is true. Okay, so King of Spades is uh, somewhere protected. Ooh, boy. All right. Okay, so so Jonathan, what I'm thinking is big game hunter hunting hunting. What? Sorry, hunting lodge. Somebody ah. with a big, like fancy ass hunting lodge. Like this, this might even be the guy who set set off old man out. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Like some rich asshole who's just been coming around. Like he's hunting out of season. He's, you know, uh, like he he brought in like a big construction crew, like tore down a bunch of ancient trees to like make his like hunting lodge with like satellite connections and, you know, six hot tubs or whatever. Your lodge only has three members, but you have six hot tubs. Sometimes I like to, uh, you know, change things up a little bit. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, like uh, so the, the, the description is someone with illicit connections, well armed and dangerous does that work for you harry does that feel like a good that yeah your your like yeah my shtick um yeah i i think that works it was either going to be like, it's either that or basically the idea would be that it's like a group that is using like the wetlands and just the vast amounts of space to smuggle stuff through but i kind of like the idea of like this guy running a hunting lodge and he's using it to you know smuggle things through because it's a nice remote area that people in the know could go to to get, you know, illegal goods and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, what's this guy's name? Chet Bronson. All right. So, Chris, make sure to note down that you have an enemy of Chet Bronson. And just to give Chet. you an idea of what this guy is like, um, he's very, he's not like turbo frat bro, but he is very much on the frat bro side of things. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that For him, this is all just kind of like a fun game, and whoever gets hurt in the consequence is like, well, you should have been better, bro. Ugh. Okay. All right. So, uh, so Chris, there is a um, so if we ever pull an ace of of spades, you you'll get something to get rid of this guy, but you can also choose to sacrifice old man oak to to take him out. Oh Would you say sacrifice old man oak? Uh, like, does that mean I don't, he... Oh no, it would mean that he disappears from your journal, so it might not be that it's like, oh, uh, like, he dies. It could just be, 
oh, like, you know, that favor that you've kind of curried with him, like, now yeah. we're square and he's not going to, like, work for you. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right, next. Ooh, four of spades, mm. which is very bad because you are. Uh, so this is a uh, somewhere in the park. In the park. Oh, yeah. I have to make a note of um, what they've done to attract the hero's attention and why the hero cannot stop them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say corrupt deed. It's obvi- very obvious that they're running stuff through that they've like very clearly like a lot of illicit activity seems to center around this lodge. Uh, The reason why you can't really do anything yet to stop him is mostly due to the fact that it's far enough away and you can't get there fast enough that they have the ability to know when you're coming and, like, dispose of any illicit goods quickly. Like, you're just, it's too far out for you to really, like, pay attention to. Or by the time you get there, when you know something illicit's happened, they have enough time to cover up all the evidence. Right, okay. Because, uh, yeah, they... Yeah, um, I imagine that a giant train man coming to intercept them is pretty obvious. Yes. And uh, you said it was a four of spades, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's poppin'? Um, okay, so we're back in the forest again. Um... We are at the ranger station in the in the national uh, park, mm. and I think you're 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 talking to to, to Ranger Wash uh, about yep. uh, how she's been seeing shady folks coming in and out of the uh, out of the park, and and needs someone to, to help her look into it. Uh, when goons are up to something, very clearly, uh, some men on like pontoon boats are moving through the park way like one of the wetland areas way too quickly and obviously there's something going on because they're hauling ass uh and very clearly you know because they're going so fast it's sort of wreaking havoc on the local environment this is very much a no-wake zone and they are just completely fucking it up okay uh yeah i'm gonna intervene and basically wait a minute uh, they're on the water. Ah, um, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, how... that's uh, that's how Chet Bronson is interfering. Is that hey, by giving them pontoon boats, they can kind of go where you can't, or at least where you can't move very easily. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So you're rolling at uh two minus one or zero. So that's uh two dice and take the lowest. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Harry. Um, three. You manage to stop the threat, but it's messy. How do you stop the threat? What goes wrong along the way? Either take an injury or cause collateral damage. Um, I've already taken one injury. Um, you cleared it though. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that uh, I. Oh, the suit isn't 100% waterproof, so uh, it does involve me getting into the river to stop the boats. And I am able to stop them, but I'm going to say that the injury is applied to the suit itself uh, in that I've got to basically spend some time making some repairs on it. All right. You know, I, I, are you sure you don't want to do this as a as collateral damage? Because you are kind of stomp. Like, the problem was that these boats were making, like, a lot of, like, damage to the to the natural mm-hmm. area by moving too fast. It, it, this feels like, I don't know. It's up to you, Chris. I'm not 
Okay, um, then I'll say that, yeah, there's, um, I'll say that, yeah, one of the boats crashes and basically, uh, yeah, just messes up the area a little bit more. The problem's taken care of, but it's not done perfectly. Yeah. Okay, so we'll discard the six of clubs and then flip the next card. Ooh, we have hit the Joker. Oh, baby. Uh-oh. So what happens? The, the downfall. downfall. <gasps> it's here that the hero is confronted at last by the villain, who makes themselves known by striking deep at the heart of the hero. There is a battle that happens. Lives are lost. Destruction spreads. And the hero, you are beaten back for now. You'll come ba back. Heroes always do. But uh, this is your downfall. Uh, consequences. This is the moment where it all comes undone. The villain triumphs, and how does it all happen? All so, right. wow, Harry, who who is the villain? Um, I'm going to say. Uh, would you guys be mad if I just called the villain John Galt? Because I had an idea in mind. <laughs> no, I would uh, not. It, this is the most on the nose town in the most on the nose territory. Yeah, uh, go ahead. All right, so yes, this villain is John Galt. That's not his real name, of course. That's just the moniker he's chosen. But uh, it's very fitting, considering who he is. Okay. So, basically, John Galt is the man of the 1%. He is unfathomably rich. He has plans for this city in terms of making it an America in where the real movers and shakers of society, i.e. capital owners are the ones that make the decisions and have the power. And that means crushing unions, outsourcing labor, and generally ensuring that all capital is concentrated in the hands of the few. Oh, yeah, this guy is everything I stand against. All right. And uh, so uh, so how, how does he, he strike at the... at, at the... Uh, at um, Steam Driver? What, what does he do? I'm going to say, so using the illegal weapons that he has acquired from Chet and the, the both Chet and uh, Mac, basically all he does is he overwhelms Steam Driver. Like he literally calls you out on the spot and has you show up and he's making a big deal of how it does not matter how strong the American dream is, it will be crushed underfoot because it is just an idea and ideas are meaningless in the face of actual, you know, people that have drive and determination. And all he really does is he just overwhelms you. He arms people. He brings together people like Red Scare. Um, he manages to convince a lot of sort of the um, lower tier supervillains to sort of band up. And he just throws that at you along with effectively an army of men and he just overwhelms the suit, and you just can't handle it. Jeez. I'm going to say, as kind of the, the, the way that this kind of manifests, is you're pushing the suit so hard that the reactor is close to going basically critical. So yeah. you either have to retreat, or if you keep fighting, it goes critical, and the city, you know, dies. Uh, yeah. Um, and I have a choice to make here. No, uh, you, unfortunately, the choice is you lose. Yeah, so I guess, um, I, uh, yeah, I retreat because, you know, I can't have the reactor go critical. All right, so, question. 
for the hero. What piece of yourself most scares you? How do you see that amplified in the villain? Uh, I'm gonna say... Hmm. Um, yeah, like, how is he my, uh, you know, um, how is he my antithesis, in a sense, and how does he reflect one of the pieces of myself that I don't like? I'm gonna say, um, yeah, um, John is sometimes scared of his own anger and how relentless he can be when he's truly, you know, when he's well and truly pissed off, and he can tell that there is a lot of angst. Yeah, basically, uh, John keeps it in check most of the time, but he can tell that this guy is, uh, well, you know, this guy doesn't hold back, and he doesn't have the morals or the self-control that John does to moderate himself, so he's basically seeing an example of a man who has let his, you know, his rage and his ambition consume him. All right. What weakness are you afraid... You know what? I think we've actually covered this one already. Uh, what weakness are, are you afraid will be discovered, and how does the villain use it? And I think that's the, the overheating of, of your power core. I was going to say John's love of flapjacks, but sure, let's go with that. <laughs> I, I, I don't see how he can do that, unfortunately. I, mm. I, I believe the flapjacks may be too pure for him to corrupt. Mm. <laughs> All right, There's so... something that even money can't touch. Uh, yep. So, Jonathan, we are going to answer what part of the heroes uh, most scares you, and how is the villain the worst version of that? Hmm. Interesting. I think, so, John is fundamentally a good person, and he's pure of heart, and people trust him, and because of that, they give him, uh, like, power in the form mm. of, you know, like... He's a foreman at the steel mill, but also he, like, holds people's hearts in his hands. And he could very well call on people who, you know, trust him to, you know, he could guide them in the wrong way. And he, he could turn into this villain if he had mm. took a slightly different life path or had a slightly different ethos, right? And it's something that maybe, like, kind of nags in the back of his mind sometime and definitely in, in, in you know, some people's minds that like should one person have all of this power all right and uh I'll, i'm gonna answer the second question which is what is your biggest fear for the city and how does the villain embody that and i think the biggest fear for the city is that uh is that i ideals and, and values are not as strong as they as they as the city tries to make it out be and that and uh this villain is just showing that um with enough money and power you just break that down yep. all right and harry yes uh what power do you crave and how are you going to seize it john galt wishes to transform this city into something so much more than it is now not stuck in its mire of ideals and sympathy a place where the weak shall not confine the strong a place where the moral shall not constrain the what is true or what is brought forth. He wishes to change this city into so much more, and he will achieve that using his using his power, his money, and anything that he can use. Because as a mover and shaker of industry, that is his right. Alright. Um, uh, what insurmountable odds will the hero have to overcome to defeat you? 
truly the thing that um he um basically just materials galt has at his disposal men weapons that he can bring in very quickly very suddenly and even if it's you know d that can also help him by bolstering other supervillains. so really the thing that galt uh that um steam driver is going to have to overcome is just this sense of overwhelming odds in uh galt's favor okay all right so uh now some deck manipulation stuff um so chris you've saved saved people in six situations is that about right uh let me just double check my sheet here i, uh, I put a, a side card person yes that is six people or six situations all right, so we're going to discard the top six cards of the deck, and they do not get shuffled back in. So that is the Jack of Diamonds, Spade, Seven of Diamonds, Queen of Hearts, the Ace of Spades, and the Ten of Spades are cool. now no longer in the deck, which means that now the only way to stop uh, uh, Chet. Sorry, Chet is to sacrifice. Sorry, you cut out for a bit there, John. Is to sacrifice what? Old Man Oak. Okay. The only so... way to defeat him. Okay, then. I will call upon the help of Old Man Oak, and I'm going to cash in a favor. Well, well hold on. We're, we're, I'm, uh, we're going to finish, finish the downfall first. Okay. Contemplation. The world is still reeling from the battle. These scars will change the landscape of the city forever. Alright, so take a... So, as the city will take a moment of si silence to mourn your losses, uh, mm -hmm. the hero takes a moment of silence to deal with your failure, uh, the villain uh, let the... City and the hero have their moment, then hand the deck back to the city. So let's take our moment. That'll be cut out due to editing. <laughs> all right. And all right. So technically the villain was supposed to do all that deck manipulation stuff. But since I'm the only one with control here, um, yeah. I did it. Uh, there is another question that um, the, um, the villain has. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So why don't you, you answer that? Alright, so the question is, what hidden weakness do you hope the hero never finds? And the weakness is that for all of his power, for all of his supposed, you know, mastery, John Galt is just some dude. Like, he's mm -hmm. no stronger than anyone else. He doesn't have power armor. He's just a guy. So if at any point you manage to break through all of those things that he can throw at you, he's got nothing. And the only thing keeping him that, like, keeps him from basically facing the consequences of all of this shit is that he has all of that power and influence. But if you can manage to break through all of that and, like, basically, like, grab him or just get him in front of you without anything in between you, like, the guy's a dude. He's just going to crumple like a cheap suit. And to Sick. a certain extent, he knows this, and which is why he has insulated himself so. Okay, then. All right. So, Chris, there's one more Joker. I, I am metaphorically handing it to you. Uh, this represents the uprising, your decision to come back, move forward, and make it right to rise to the occasion. Cool. Right now, the city needs John Samson. Uh, everything is in chaos. Villains run rampant in the streets, and only he is strong enough to come back and save Liberty City. Mm -hmm. uh, Liberty City needs John when you're ready, uh, you can metaphorically hand me back the card, and I will shuffle it into the deck. Yeah, uh, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. There are 17 cards left in the deck. Hmm. 
and one uh, of those is the Joker. So, uh, we begin the next stage of play. All right. The first card is the Ace of Diamond. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. So, the Ace is somewhere private. Perhaps a quiet meeting in a secluded city park. Perhaps a secluded parking garage where you've agreed to meet under the cover of Nightfall. Here, the hero meets someone with insider information on the people in power and gets an inside look at what it, what makes them tick. This hero is where you learn how you can win. This is where you learn how you can stop them. Mm. All right, so, so Jonathan, we need to think of someone who has the inside scoop on... Someone on with wealth Sullivan. and status. And I'm hmm. going to say that I did have a name for this. It was Hubert von Hugel. Uh, uh, no, this it... is Diamond. Oh, Diamonds. Yeah, this is the guy we've already uh, met. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is Mac. Never mind. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, this is hmm. Mac. Uh, okay. So so who has the lowdown on Mac that that, that we can uh, give to, uh, to John so that he can take Mac down? Hmm. You know what? I'm going to bring back an old crowd favorite. I'm going to bring back um, Fighting Tom. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey. Tom may be uh, a little pig-headed at times, but, mm. you know, his heart really is in the right place. And he yeah. he knows an injustice, a real injustice, when he sees one. Mm. And he knows who his friends are. So Yeah, so, uh, so Fighting Tom uh, comes to you um, uh, with a secret that you can use Tom topple this guy to cut off his ability to run uh to 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 run uh weapons and and things into the city through the port um uh yeah he he's found records tying him to the illegal sale of these weapons to 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 the attack on on you in the city center um where you were called out uh you now have the evidence take him down cool uh, if I may offer a suggestion as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tom, in his sort of nature of picking fights, has gotten to know a lot of people that work in the docks. And the thing is, a lot of them, like, can testify against sort of, you know, Mac, basically saying, like, yeah, this is what he did to us, along with those records. Um, but the main problem is that they're scared of him, because obviously he has a great deal of influence um, and is very willing to violence. But yep. Tom basically says, like, if they have someone that, like, really can show that they've got their back, I guarantee you I could get a hundred people that could come to a courtroom and basically point the finger at them. They just need something to come behind that someone will protect them, that someone will believe in them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. And Chris, describe how you bring down your enemy and remove this person from their place of power and then finally cross their name out in your journal. Okay, so this is uh, basically the person I'm looking for is Mac, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, basically I am going to, um, yeah, I'm going to bring the evidence, the knowledge of the police, and basically I'm going to make sure it goes through the proper legal channels. I'm going to say that I also get a little bit of help from Eagle, who does some sleuthing of his own and gets into some hard-to-reach places, and... Basically, with our combined efforts, as well as, uh, yeah, basically some insider evidence, uh, we are able to find a way, like, we put Mac in front of a judge that he hasn't paid off, and basically we make sure that this asshole is going to be sent to prison for a long, long time. All right. 
So that is him taken out. You now uh, uh, are no longer have to worry about him showing up in the and interfering in the industrial district, which is good because cool. we, I just flipped the five of diamonds, which means guess what? Red scares back. And he's coming after you in your home. I, I think he's actually going after uh, after your steel mill. Uh, oh boy! Uh, he he's uh, brimming with confidence after his his uh, you know uh, helping take you out uh, when you got called out. He's getting uh, he's um, getting caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might even be something like he's come here to try and finish you off, effectively. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else you'd like to add to that, Harry? Um, yeah, no, I'm just gonna say that's basically what it is. You managed to get away, and Red Scare, sort of brimming with this confidence, is like, okay, I'm going to finish you once and for all, because clearly you have stopped me twice, and that makes you some sort of agent of, uh, you know, of robbing the people of their true freedoms. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, little does he know that you are no longer restricted here in the in the industrial district. Uh, you get to roll all three of your dice. Oh shit! Okay, so yeah. Um, as soon as he starts attacking the steel mill, I go for my suit now, uh, fully repaired. Maybe a couple upgrades here and there. Ever since that last fight taught me some weaknesses, so. Uh, yeah, basically, I'm coming back with a vengeance, and I'm gonna start with Red Scare. Alright, well, uh, you certainly come back. You got a six. You push past your limits and become something greater than yourself. How do you inspire the people? Recover one injury or take a point of inspiration? Uh, do I have any injuries at the moment? Uh, I don't think you do. Okay, I'm gonna take a point of inspiration. Alright. So, how do you beat Red Scare? I'm going to say the fight doesn't even last a minute. I just blast through his powers, shoulder check him through the wall of the uh, steel mill out into the yard where all the workers can see. And basically, I just uh, beat him to a pulp, more or less, with my massive mech hands. All right. right. Get his ass, John. Get his ass. Yep. Yeah, the boys are all, like, uh, roaring in approval and just... The, you know, the fuck yeah type of energy that people get when uh, their boy is, uh, you know, uh, making mincemeat out of his opponent. All right. Also, it's Red Scare, and everybody hates Red Scare. That is mm-hmm. true. All right. So um, so I, I drew the next card. It's a five of spades. So okay. I, think, uh, I think what happens is Red Scare uh, manages to, to, to like, limp away and has tried to 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 make his way out to the uh to to the hunting lodge in the woods so uh this might be a good time to 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 sacrifice uh old man oak yeah i'm gonna do that uh yeah so um so uh he um sorry harry i i hope you don't mind me taking over the no that's pretty much exactly what i was thinking honestly (laughs) yeah so I think what happens is he come, he gets to the the hunting lodge to see it like being destroyed by animate trees. Yeah. Okay. Um. Shets outside like, no, bro, my lodge. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so Chet, uh, uh, out out of the picture, no longer, res- uh, uh, 
able to, to hold you back in the, uh, the uh, in the swamp uh, and, and you you've chased down red scare but you are also <laughs> in the swamp which is not great for your mech uh, mm-hmm. so that's gonna be one die unless you choose to use an inspiration to roll a second die uh, I'm gonna use my inspiration roll a second die all right, all right. Uh, you got a four. Okay. The leave is you rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? Um, I take down Red Scare as uh both me and Old Man Oak double team this guy. All right. So yeah, Red Scare is now thoroughly trounced. Yep. All right. Uh, next card. Mm. So the next card is Ten of Diamonds. Ten of Diamonds. Okay. Which section is that again? Uh, that is the industrial district. All right. Uh, well, power plant malfunctions happening. So this time it's the actual plant itself that's having some serious problems. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, all right. So what what kind of power plant is it, Harry? Um, if we want to go fitting with John Henry with uh, John Samson's thing, I'd say it's a nuclear power plant. All right. Uh, yeah. Sure. So yeah, there's uh the. Um, yeah, the, there's some sort of issue going on at the nuclear power plant. Uh, but luckily, uh, you are, one, well acquainted with nuclear power, and two, you have your access to giant robot suit. Cool. Thank uh, you, yeah, the best man gonna, of the job. And I will say that because my tr- that because my suit runs on nuclear power, my cockpit is extremely well reinforced against radiation. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, three dice, you got a six. So you push past your limits and become something greater than yourself. How do you inspire the people? Yep. Recover one injury or take a point of inspiration? Okay. Um, I will take a, another point of inspiration. So, so yeah, I'm back up to... Or I regain the one I spent. Right. And basically, yeah, I fight through the radiation. And uh, one step at a time, I make my way towards the reactor as it is about to go critical. And I shut it down. All right. All right. Okay, so next card is... Oh, the Joker. Hey! Excellent. Uh-huh. Which means it's the Uprising. Uh, it has all led to this. The hero is back and the villain's place of power having refused to stand down and accept it. Their losses hang heavy in the air, but it's time to finish this. The downfall is over. It's time for the Uprising. Villain, describe your pa- place of power now that you're at the height of your glory. Describe the insurmountable odds and note how the hero failed to stop you last time. Describe the power you seek power you all, and the power you already have. Note how the hero failed. Name the people they couldn't save. Ask the hero why they think they can change things now. Alright, so um, basically um, John Galt has managed to kind of retrofit uh, an area like, he's basically built a kind of office over City Hall as, like, the ultimate sort of, like, to hell with you jester. It's mm. really gaudy. It clashes awfully. But, you know, it's more about the principle of the thing than anything else. Uh-huh. Um, the power that he seeks is, again, to try and turn this city into a sort of capitalist utopia where the real, you know, movers and shakers manage to get things done. And to that end, he has already begun leveraging his mass amounts of wealth into trying to get things like buying up the land for the steel mill 
uh, or even buying up the steel, trying to buy up the steel mill so that he can outsource the labor and uh, make a ton of money off of that. Then other sort of various sort of near dwell shenanigans. He has actually managed to accomplish some of these to a certain point that like parts of the city are starting to become run down because he's managed to sort of, you know, make it so that certain resources don't get allocated in certain ways to increase his capital. Um, so Galt, as you basically approach this office and his massive army of goons that he still has access to, basically just gets over an intercom that is, of course, built into this because he knew this was coming. Talking about, ah, yes, and once again, the triumphant steam driver returns. You couldn't even see save a man who was having a heart attack. Franklin, I think his name was. And you couldn't beat me then. You were too soft, too constrained by these ideals of yours. What makes you think that you could possibly stop me now? Um, yeah, uh, for that, I'm going to respond. Times change. People change. That was then. This is now. And uh, with those simple words, because John Sampson is a simple man, uh, he's going to, yeah, start the fight. All right. Um, describe how you fight. Describe how you win, and then move on. Okay. So at first, it's tactical, basically just. Um, what sort of defenses does he have in wait for me? Um, mostly it is the wave of like basically his own private army that he's kind of established. The other thing yeah. is that he kind of built this over City Hall because he believes so much that you wouldn't like bother like destroying it with your massive frame because it's too much of a symbol. So he kind uh, of thinks that like, oh, you wouldn't actually do that. Yeah, uh, that, well, I mean, yeah, always do what your enemy doesn't expect you will do. That's one of the keys to victory. So yeah, basically I'm gonna tear through the private armies like tactical at first using like, um, Basically, I made sure that the buildings were abandoned before I started fighting around them, but I'm going to use them for cover. Just take out the army, uh, the private army, one person at a time by, uh, yeah, basically using some surprisingly tactical knowledge. But then once the fight really gets underway, he's just going to start, like, um, a, for, uh, abandoning the tactical strategy and just go in fist swinging. And although he does take some good hits and you know uh the mech is you know smoking a little bit looks uh, a couple sparks here and there uh he manages to tear through everybody then he's gonna climb up to the top of city hall and with uh yeah basically his own two mech hands he's gonna rip the um yeah the monument straight off the top of town hall and send it crashing down to the ground below and then uh, he's going to find Galt. John's going to get out of his suit. And uh, basically, he's going to beat the shit out of Galt with his bare hands just to hammer the point home that all it takes is a person to defeat him. Truly, you are living the dream of literary students everywhere by punching, by making John Galt shut the hell up. Yep. All right. Uh, so, what next, John? <clears throat> Until next time. The villain defeated, the city is at peace. There will be another villain in time. There always, there's always another issue to sell. But for now, there is quiet. For now, there is only a city. For now, the hero can rest. Um, so...
So the city describes how the how things recover from the villain's actions, how the hero's influence makes the city a better place, and how their legacy is carried in the heart of people. So I, I think it's uh, a lot about uh, like city coming together and yeah. like like tearing down the the edifice of capitalism that was placed there, rooting out the last bits of influence from the. Uh, uh, from his, his pawns and minions and power, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, basically uh, finding all the influences and elements that had contributed to that and just doing their best to purge those things and just returning it to a simpler time when, you know, neighbors helped each other and stuff. Yeah. A real community effort. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, villain describes how... Describe how the city mourns those lost. Describe the, sh- the shadow still cast by the villain, even though they are, are long since defeated. So, for the most part, um, the city does kind of grieve. It, it builds together and it grieves together. There are obviously people that have died, not directly by Galt's hand, but mostly by things that he did that sort of made them more vulnerable, and that in mm. turn caused them to die. Um, so the city mourns that the thing that the shadow that is still cast is mostly how people were so like taken aback of how like this sort of thing like that this happened in this town of all things like this was something that they had been trying to avoid the sins of the old America when they founded this city and most people are just kind of in this sense of I guess shock of how easy it could just slip back into it because of these sort of things. And so the shadow is that although, you know, there are people like Steam Driver that can really do go above and beyond, it really is kind of this collective effort to ensure that everyone is, you know, treated with respect and kindness. And that sort of thing takes vigilance that you kind of always need to have. Mm. All right. And the hero. Describe for the all-too-brief moment the hero, uh, how the hero rests. Uh, describe how they celebrate their victory, describe mm. how they spend their downtime, and describe how they pay their respects for those that helped them succeed, for those that fell along the way, and then at last, rest. When the okay, seeds so... again, pick up this rule book again and start from the top. Alright, so I'm going to start with paying his respects first. Uh, basically, uh, he's going to work in the steel mill, and with his own two hands, he is going to build a monument to put in the, well, yeah, an important part of the city, like the city square in front of Town Hall, like, you know, um, basically, he doesn't uh, come up with the idea himself, he lets, like, somebody with the city commission him for the job, but he makes the monument according to their specifications, and, yeah, basically, he, um, yeah, uh, he is at the ceremony to install it, and he makes sure to lead the two minutes of silence to remember those who've been lost. And so, with that done, now it's his chance to rest, and uh, he's gonna take his dog, he's gonna go to the Greasy Spoon, and I think it'll close out with him having a big ol' stack of flapjacks. Alright, and uh, I think that's where we'll call it for tonight. Uh, I hope everyone uh, at home enjoyed the, the, the tale of of steam driver uh and his and the the uh his defense of the city of liberty and uh next week 
a bunch of rowdy teens are going to show up and cause all kinds of trouble. Yep. Uh, so... Good night, everyone. Yeah. Good, Good night. night. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com. 